0: I remember you had fullback and guard. Where else? I played uh, end and I played linebacker and tackle and played all of the of offensive line positions and everything but uh,
1: quarterback just about in the backfield. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm with Randy Dixon in his office at the Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral Visual History. Randy, what started us off this week? That
2: would be Jerry Jones, who was on the uh, championship team for the Razorbacks in 64 and, of course, now the owner of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: And he is the subject of this week's Pryor Center profile. Each Monday, Randy and I get together and share some archive, digitized archives from the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Jerry Jones, yes. Now, what we just heard there was long before he was an owner of an NFL franchise.
2: Yes, it was shortly after he had graduated from the U of A. He was talking to uh, KATV's Bud Campbell and was recalling, uh, or actually, I I guess, naming all of the uh, positions he he had played, and he was quite the
1: versatile player. All right, and he was on that legendary mid-60s national championship team that would spawn a lot of people who would go on to kind of shape Arkansas in the South.
2: That's true. Um, And in this next interview, he talks about the not the 64 season but the 63 season when they thought they were going to do quite well and didn't but it certainly prepared them for the following big big season 1963 was
0: the year that the razorbacks were favored to win the southwest conference title they finished with a 5-5 record and one of the gentlemen who was on that team is with us today jerry jones jerry uh, people look back on that 63 season five and five and they say well it was a bad year but in some ways it was a good year in what ways was it good well bud we called it our our baptizing or our Christ- christening that year because uh i think a, a lot of us we were expected to win the title uh, we'd gotten a lot of build-ups and uh, i think it uh, showed a lot of us that just because we had the razorback uniform on didn't mean that the points were going to go in our favor and uh, I think it's as, it was as important a year as the two-a-day football practice or the spring football practice before the year we went 11-0. and I sure did. In other words, what happened in 63 gave the coaches a lot of ammunition to use in 64. It sure did, and it gave the seniors in 1964 a lot of ammunition in their own minds and hearts to use because
1: we sure didn't want a reoccurrence of that. Right, that's Jerry Jones in the mid to late 60s talking about when he played on the 1963 team Then the next year, of course, is the national championship.
2: Yes, and Jerry Jones was the co-capt of that team. Um, You know, from time to time, we'll come on here with the old-time sports reels with current tips and uh, announcers like that. Well, here's one that we found uh, that's a sports reel recap of the beginning of that season.
0: The University of Arkansas presents its football highlights of 1964. The exciting action of every Southwest Conference game, plus the climactic Cotton Bowl contest in Dallas. It was a year of greatness for the Razorbacks, from a cautious start against two non-conference opponents to the steady improvement of November with five consecutive shutouts. For the first time in the university's history...
1: And so that's the beginning of the 64 season. season. Uh, Arkansas Razorback football fans know that by the end of the 64 season, the team is crowned at least by a couple of the back then. There were like five or six polls. But the ones that counted post uh, bowl games said Arkansas national champions.
2: That's right. And uh, Paul Eels, uh, former voice of the Razorbacks, uh, has a recap here of the entire 64 season.
0: University of Arkansas football was 70 years old in 1964, and what a year it turned out to be. After winning only five games the season before, the Hogs won them all in 64, turning the corner in a one-point win against Texas at Austin on a back-breaking punt return for a touchdown by deep safety Kenny Hatfield.
3: Uh, we just happened to be there when everything was right. We had a great team my sophomore year. We had probably one of the low moments in Arkansas football my junior year. We were 5-5, five and five, and then come back to be 11-0 national champion my senior year, the only one that they've had back there in about 75 years. So I had uh, the whole gamut of emotions, and it was a great program. And ever since, everywhere I've been since then, Florida, Tennessee, anywhere, I've tried to find a place that a, uh, could even equal Arkansas in, in that particular time frame, and I just hadn't found any.
0: The 64 Hogs went 11-0, and shutting out their last five opponents. The season was capped by a 10-7 win over Nebraska in the Cotton Bowl, earning the school its only national championship.
3: If the 1964 Razorbacks could play like Arkansas did against Texas or like Arkansas did against in the Orange Bowl, uh, then
1: whoever you play, you can span any era. And uh, I kind of think we'd have probably played like that. I mentioned earlier that this... These Razorback teams in the mid-60s, the people who were on them, many of them would sort of form or help shape Arkansas and parts of the South for the next couple of decades to come. That's true. And the person you heard at the end of that clip, by the way, that was Jim
2: Lindsay, who was very instrumental in in that season and seasons to come. Um, So how about if we go back to the end of that sports reel um, where they – Talk about winning the championship after a big win in the Cotton Bowl.
0: Cotton Bowl victors for the first time, the Razorbacks have finished the year undefeated in 11 games. A Texas victory over Alabama in the Orange Bowl that evening leaves the Razorbacks alone at the top of the college football world. And within a week, this great Arkansas team was officially named National Collegiate Football Champion.
3: That
1: was 1964, a year to remember. We're talking about Jerry Jones on this week's Prior Center profiles. I'm in the office of Randy Dixon at the Prior Center. What do we got next?
2: Well, uh Jerry Jones graduates and he goes out into the business world and of course he had some ups and downs, had some successes and failures, but enough sec- successes that uh he amassed a pretty impressive fortune, so by 1989, in February, he uh, got was in negotiations with Bum Bright, the uh, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and bought the team. And so suddenly, you have an Arkansan who owns a Texas team, and he, by the way, he bought it for 140 million dollars. So uh, here's the announcement. Jerry Jones made after the purchase.
0: I'd like to say this. uh, You know, my home is Arkansas. And uh, my family are Arkansas. And uh, I'm moving to Dallas, but uh, my heart and my family, many, many, many business interests are here and the people that know me real well probably will say Jerry's gonna be in Arkansas as much as he ever was because I travel a lot. Uh, When my wife and I were first married, uh, I I got in on uh, Saturday night and left out on Sunday. I was a traveling salesman. So I've always traveled, but uh, uh, I have a wonderful feeling for Arkansas, but I've spent a lot of time outside the state of Arkansas and uh, consequently uh, have uh, always told everybody that I've known or had any contact with in business how beautiful, how wonderful our wonderful state is. So I'm not leaving Arkansas.
1: I'm just gaining Texas. Says he's still going to be in Arkansas, and that was true. He still shows up in Arkansas a lot. $140 million, that's a lot of money, but it shows you how since 1989 sports franchises have changed because franchises now sell for a billion dollars or more.
2: Well, that's true, and uh, by I guess it was by 2009, the team was worth 4.2 billion dollars, billion with a B. <laughs> so he, yeah, he had a pretty good, uh, pretty good investment there. Good return, as they would say. That's that's correct. Uh, but th- you know, it wasn't without controversy. Not only was there an Arkansan owning the Cowboys, but one of the first things he did was fire long-time and most beloved head coach Tom Landry. That did not go over well. I remember seeing uh, like Texas Monthly magazine and they would just, in the newspapers, Dallas Morning News would just rip him up on a regular basis. They did not like him.
1: Well, not only does he fire beloved Tom Landry, but he brings in another archie to, to be the new coach.
2: Yeah, his buddy Jimmy Johnson, and he had been on that sixty-four team with him. So uh, out with Landry, uh, in with Johnson, and well, they had a news conference that uh, is opened by uh, General Manager Tech Schram to introduce Jimmy Johnson.
0: Sorry to have kept you waiting. It's been a it's been a very active morning, and uh, so do not further delay things, uh, I would like to introduce again uh, the new owner of the Dallas Cowboys football club, uh, Jerry Jones, who in turn will uh, introduce our new head coach. Thank you, Tex. I'm going to be brief. This is Jimmy's day. Um, Jimmy's my friend. Um, I have a lot of friends and they're not in business with me and I'm I'm only going to express myself through me today so you'll understand Um, as I viewed the football business very similar to some other businesses that I'm in it is very important that people work and play above their pay scale and to do that you've got to have leadership that will lead you above that and enthuse you above that a football team has got to have everybody enthused at the same time and at the same level it's got to also have everybody executing at the same time there are some sports that a couple can let down and one main man do a job but
1: not in football I love Tech opening that. It's like, it's been an active day, and you know what? Here's the new owner. He's going to take yeah. care of the rest of this. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm done. And as a matter of fact,
2: within a few months, he was done. <laughs> uh, Jerry fired him, too. So he was kind of cleaning house, and like I say, he was having a tough time at this point, because that first season under Jimmy Johnson, they were 1-15, and in the second season, they were seven and nine, but in ninety two and ninety three they won back to back Super Bowls, so he's he's getting out of the out of the trench kind of with this point with fans but there's still more controversy um, Mr. Jones was a very hands on owner
1: was very hands on
2: okay yes uh is but at the time uh didn't go over too well with Jimmy Johnson and they had some very public uh disputes and quarrels and they both kind of took credit for the success of the team and uh Jimmy Johnson quit but it, what he didn't really quit but he left and in comes Barry Switzer and speaking of archies and yet another archie, yes. Um, and they won the 95 Super Bowl. So we're, we're up to 2009. The team's worth $4.2 billion, and here comes Texas Stadium.
3: Why would you dare go out here and build and spend a $1,200,000,000 dollars And by the way, do it right in the middle of what may be one of the biggest economic problem times in the history of uh, this country. What would make you, what is it that you're trying to feel or what is it that you're trying to do to do that? Well, I think, candidly, I grew up with a level of that because there was a point that my father got to and mother... Where it sure wasn't about what they ate or the how pretty a car they had. Mother had a had a had a little convertible we could put a pony in the back of. <laughs> well, you know, your dad put together what. So you know, I mean, if you're talking about uh, you're, you're talking about ambition here.
2: Maybe we can close out here with um, from a prior sitter interview. We had we had the opportunity to go down to Texas a few years ago and sit down and talk with him and. He, uh, you know, he loves football, and he talked about his love for football and what that team means to him.
3: I think you evolve into a love for football. My initial uh, sporting uh, interest was baseball, basketball. Uh, football asks you to do things that are not natural. You're supposed to get out from in front of 300 pounds, not get in front of it. And so I think uh, as it grew, as you became involved, you realized the value of teamwork, the value of blind faith in your coaching, uh, the accomplishment that you feel uh, after a successful play or a successful win all of those things had to come with the uh, progression of being involved over the years when we when I first started a uh, uh, little touch football out there well, that was a totally different thought than when i uh was in University of Arkansas and the responsibility that I felt of wanting to go out and, and be successful for the state and be successful for your team. Uh, I really knew, for instance, before the game that uh, in 30 minutes I was going to come back in with a headache. I was going to come back in with a skinned up head. Uh, and I'd hear all the fun going on outside and I would say, boy, I wonder, I bet that's fun. I, I wonder what I'm doing here. But then when we came back in and had did It was
1: all worth it. Jerry Jones, the subject of this week's Prior Center profile. You can see many of these cuts, many of them from the Digitized Archives. That last uh, bit we heard was from an actual interview of uh, the Prior Center did. You do these with people, and these are lengthy interviews that people can also see online.
2: That's right. Some of them are up to uh, six hours long, so they're very in-depth, and you can you can watch highlights. You can watch, uh, listen to the entire interview, or, or uh, check the transcript. You can search for anything uh, in that interview that, that you might like to read or hear or see. And those interviews continue
1: right now? Yes, we,
2: we're uh, constantly doing interviews.
1: All right. Randy Dixon is with us almost every Monday with these Prior Center profiles. Put in Prior Center into a search engine. You can see that. Randy, until next week, thanks. Thank you, Kyle. I'll see you then.